As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, I'm Wendy. And I'm Jess, and you're listening to the Food Heaven Podcast. Your online resource for inclusive and accessible wellness. Welcome back to another episode. We are thrilled to bring on one of our most recent guests, Dr. Obehi Asimoda. She did an episode with us on fertility and you all sent us so many questions about the menstrual cycle that we thought we would dedicate a Q&A just for that. And for those of you who didn't listen to our fertility episode, you got to run it back and play it because it is super informative. I learned so much. And for those of you not familiar with Dr. Asimoda, she is the mommy of the cutest twin boys as per her bio. (laughs) She's also a wife, fertility doctor, practice owner. Her practice is based in Atlanta, Georgia. It's called Hope Fertility. And she told us that she also does virtual visits, which Jess and I are like, oh my God, sign us up because she's incredible. Yeah. This episode was great because even us being healthcare providers, we didn't really learn that much about the menstrual cycle. Like I don't really know anything about the phases, the luteal, like, and it was helpful to just have a breakdown of what's going on in the different phases when somebody is most fertile, when they're least fertile. Also, we talk about just what is a normal menstrual cycle. How do you identify when it's abnormal? What do you do when it's abnormal? At what point you're going through menopause, like when you're perimenopausal. I mean, we really talked about everything, even people who may be going through early menopause, what you need to definitely do to make sure that you're taking care of yourself and your health. So this was a great episode. There was a wealth of information. And we tried to answer all of your questions. Before we jump in, though, we got to read that listener review. So this review is from ACA and B0009. (laughs) And they write, the perspective on health we all need. Jess and Wendy offer such incredible insights on health and overall well-being. As registered dietitian nutritionists, you know you're getting the information from a reliable source, but they also have such an open and inclusive way of talking about these topics and understand that health is different for everyone. I love listening to their engaging interviews and thoughtful advice and their positive co-host dynamic makes for the perfect show a must listen. That's an amazing review. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to gather your thoughts on this podcast. We really appreciate it. All right. With that being said, we're going to hop in. So we got so many questions about the menstrual cycle, and I thought that it would be great to begin by going over the menstrual cycle because it's something that I think a lot of us don't really have an understanding of, including myself, like what is happening during a normal menstrual cycle, all of the different phases. I feel like I went 
over this, maybe in high school, maybe in college, and then I forgot. <laughs> right. So can we start there? Like, what is happening in the body? Sure. And this, you know, this is a great, great basic knowledge that you have. What is going on with my body? Right. What, what is happening? What am I bleeding? So think of the menstrual cycle as two phases, right? One phase is the follicular phase. One phase is the luteal phase. So F and L phase, right? So the first part, the follicular phase, is essentially when the ovary is preparing to release an egg. So essentially, your ovary is growing what we call a follicle. Think of it as the house of the egg. Ovary is growing a follicle, okay, and is getting ready to release the egg. So the follicular phase is where the egg is growing and then it's going to be released at ovulation. Ovulation is right in the middle. The luteal phase is when the egg is released. And this is where the body either you get pregnant or you don't get pregnant. So basically, first part is, okay, your egg is going to be released. The egg is released. Two weeks later, either you get pregnant. If you don't get pregnant, then you have a bleed. So that's essentially what happens during the body, okay? Let's talk about length of the menstrual cycle, right? So I think there's a common myth that for it to be normal, it has to be 28 days. That's not necessarily true, right? Some people have 26-day cycles. Some people have 24-day cycles. Anything from 21 to 35 days is considered a normal menstrual cycle length. If your cycle is shorter than that, like if you have a cycle every 18 days, that's not normal. If your cycle is every 60 days, every 90 days, that's not normal. That is too long and too short, respectively. So normal cycle length could be 21 to 35 days. Another thing is your cycle might not be clockwork every month. Some women do, and that's fine. But you might have 24-day cycles, 26-day cycles, 27-day cycles. Some variability, honestly, is normal. Certain things could affect your menstrual cycle. So we talked about stress. Sometimes if you are very stressed or if you're someone who exercises a lot, your menstrual cycle could be completely off. When I say menstrual cycle length, I mean first day of flow to the next day of flow. So that's your menstrual cycle length. Hormonal problems, like if your thyroid is abnormal, your prolactin is abnormal, that could also, so if you're someone that used to have clockwork cycles and all of a sudden it's abnormal, that could be indicative that, okay, something else is going on and you need to see a doctor. But that's essentially the menstrual cycle in like two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so helpful. <laughs> that's more than I ever learned. Uh, <laughs> so the next question was like, what are some signs that you don't have a normal menstrual cycle? You kind of already answered that by saying like the length, if it's not within that, or if it's skipping, then that's not normal. How often should people be going to the gynecologist and also getting a pap smear? Because I know the recommendations, like they feel like they keep changing and I'm wondering what's most up to date. Yeah, it keeps changing and it's based on your age. So once you hit age, and I I don't do pap smears that often, so I have to look this up. But once you're over age 30, I believe you can go every five years as long as your pap and your HPV is normal. So you should see a doctor every year, right? They check your organs, they do other things, but the frequency of your pap does not have to be every year unless something is completely abnormal. So if you're over age 30, pap and HPV can be every five years as long as 
it's been normal. If you're less than 30, so if you're 21 to 30, it has to be every three years. Okay. As long as you don't have any history of abnormal cells. I want to take a quick break to talk about our podcast partner this week. If y'all have been following us throughout the years, you know that we both got our start working in hospitals and clinics. And as a hospital dietitian, one of the things that you're most likely doing every single day is calculating tube feeding formulas for patients. So deciding what formula is best for that patient and also how much they need on a daily basis. But one of the things that I noticed when I did this was that the formulas were limited. So if somebody, for example, was vegan or had certain allergies and could only tolerate a plant-based formula, there wasn't really any options for them. Now that's all changed because this week's podcast partner, Kate Farms, was introduced into the market and it's now the number one recommended plant-based tube feeding formula. So just a little history, Kate Farms was founded when a little girl named Kate was failing to thrive because she couldn't tolerate any of the available tube feeding formulas. Her determined parents had the transformative idea to develop a better formula using the highest quality organic plant-based ingredients without any of the common allergens found in traditional formulas. Today, Kate is thriving and Kate Farms is available in over 600 U.S. hospitals, including the top children's hospitals with availability increasing daily. Kate Farms formulas are made for tolerance with easily digested organic pea protein, fiber, and phytonutrients, and without some of the common allergens or artificial sweeteners and flavors. Kate Farms also just launched Glucose Support 1.2, which is a delicious low glycemic nutrition shake for somebody who is looking to manage their blood sugar levels. If you want to give Kate Farms a try or you have a family member that would benefit, make sure to head on over to shop.katefarms.com and use the code WendyJess15 to get 15% off your purchase. That's shopkatefarms.com using the code WendyJess to get 15% off. Now let's get back to the episode. Now I want to talk about periods because I think oftentimes like periods are synonymous with feeling miserable, being very unpleasant. And so I think it kind of creates a lot of confusion around what is a normal period. For years, I had the worst periods and I'm sure it's like masked as like some underlying condition, but I was always told like, oh, it's supposed to be bad. But I think there are some indicators of what is bad and what's like really bad, where maybe you might have endometriosis or you might have like fibroids or something else. So what is a normal period? Right. So a menstrual cycle as you said, Wendy, could be a vital sign, could be indicative that something is going on. So a normal cycle length could range anywhere from three to five days. It could be flow and spotting, but your periods apart from mild cramping should not be painful. If you're saying your periods are making you miserable, that's not normal. If you are on your period and you're passing blood clots, people think that's normal. That's not normal right? It could be that you have something wrong with your uterus. You had said it, like you could have a fibroid, which is an overgrowth of the muscle of the lining of the uterus. You could have a polyp, again, an overgrowth that could be causing irregular cycles. Painful periods could be a sign, a short sign of endometriosis, right? Endometriosis is where you have tissue growing in other parts of your body that could cause severe pain during your cycle. So while every woman has a period, your period should not make you miserable. Your period should not cause 
blood clots or cause you to become severely anemic. So if you're having that, that should not be brushed aside and say, oh, that's not normal. That's not normal. You should see a doctor and make sure you don't have any of those underlying conditions that, that could be treated. So it could be a, actually a sign that something is wrong, especially if it changes. Yeah, that's super helpful because I do think all those things are, are passed on as like normal or like overlooked as normal. So that's very helpful. Somebody wanted to know, is birth control, like if you're on that long term, is that going to affect your infertility? That's another myth that I think is out there that birth control could make you infertile or sterile. It really doesn't. It may mask what's going to happen eventually, right? Because when you're on pills, what happens is it thins your lining. And when you take the sugar pill, you have a, a bleed. So coming off the pill, then your, your true reproductive system comes into play. So it doesn't make you infertile. It doesn't cause infertility. So that's a myth that's out there that needs to be dispelled. It does not cause infertility. It does not affect your reproductive system. Mm, that leads me to my next question, because I know you said masking. And so birth control, especially for younger people, is prescribed to treat everything. It's like, oh, you're cramping. We're going to give you birth control. That was my experience. Oh, you have acne. We're going to give you birth control. And so, you know, like maybe you do have endometriosis. And for years, you've been given birth control. And you find out later in life, maybe when you're trying to get pregnant, that, oh, this is a thing. But you didn't know because birth control is kind of like the first line of treatment. So is that effective, like an effective approach? Because so many gynecologists do that. Right. And, you know, I definitely there is a place for birth control, but I think sometimes it's good to dig deeper. Say, for example, you, you want more answers, not just something like, you know, can birth control help with pain and endometriosis? Yes. Right. But sometimes it's worth digging a little deeper rather than, okay, let's put you in birth control and you can advocate for yourself, like, right? This is why this podcast is so important. You can say, you know what? I know birth control could help me, but could we take a look maybe and see if I have endometriosis? Could we just do some further investigation before I, I try this pill? So it's also important to advocate for yourself that, okay, I, I know there are other tests out there, there are other things I could do. Before I start the birth control, can we try this? Can we do something called a laparoscopy? Let's take a look. Can we do some blood tests before I say, okay, let's go on the, on the birth control pills? I am so excited to talk to you about this week's podcast sponsor, Way. The summertime is coming and I like to wear my hair out in the summertime. However, I think twice about it because... <sighs> It's a whole process. <laughs> it's a whole process to wash my hair, to define my curls. It gets frizzy. It gets tangled. And sometimes I just want to throw it into a bun and call it a day, which doesn't end up solving the problem of actually having to moisturize my hair and take care of it. I have been obsessed with Waze Leave-In Conditioner. It's a multitasking powerhouse that hydrates, detangles, and it even acts as a heat protectant, which is nice because sometimes I do like to blow dry my hair. So it's nice to get that added protection. Waze Leave-In Conditioner is good for all hair types. It protects hair from heat up to 450 degrees. It's scented with North Bondi, which is a floral fragrance that has notes of violet and white musk. It smells so, so good. It's also color safe and cruelty free. 
Discover a new way of life with the leave-in conditioner from Way. Go to theway.com and use the code FOODHEAVEN to get 15% off your entire purchase. Now, the spelling might be a little tricky, so I'm going to spell it out for you. It's the, T-H-E, and Way is O-U-A-I dot com. So it's the O-U-A-I dot com. And the code is going to be Food Heaven for 15% off your entire purchase. One of the things I've noticed with inflation is that food prices have gone up so much. And I don't know about you, but I'm trying to save all the coins that I can. And one of the things I feel like I can try to do is grow some of my own vegetables. But problem is, even though I love plants and I'm all about that plant life, I still have a lot to learn when it comes to growing my own plants, having a vegetable garden, all the things. Now, if you're like me and you're interested in gardening and vegetable gardens and growing your own food, then you're going to have to check out the new podcast, Dig It from HGTV, which will help you grow and maintain your vegetables from seed to harvest, no matter what your level of experience is. It's hosted by a gardening expert and an editor at HGTV, and she answers commonly asked questions about vegetable gardening, like which vegetables grow best together, how to fix soil issues, and so much more. The podcast actually features advice originally heard on the HGTV.com digital series, Dig It. So if you're like me and you want to get started, but you need easy tips, definitely are going to want to tune into this podcast. What I love most about it is that each episode is short and sweet, only 10 minutes. And the host, Kelly Smith Trimble, goes over basic listener questions like how to grow herbs in your kitchen, especially helpful for people like me who live in an apartment now and don't have much space. Also, which kinds of light are good for different herbs and plants? So important because I think we all assume that all plants have the same needs. She also talks about how lettuce is one of the easiest plants to grow and we can all get started in spring and have enough lettuce for our salads. Save that money. So if you're interested in learning all about plants, gardening, vegetables, you definitely want to tune in, listen to Dig It on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Now let's get to the episode. I want to transition now to talk about menopause because we're talking about like when you have a period and now like when you don't. So first, can you define like what is menopause and like when does someone know that they're in menopause and also what's the difference between like menopausal, perimenopausal, postmenopausal? It's a big question. Sure. So menopause is actually diagnosed after you've not had a period for one year. Right. So full 12 months, you haven't had a period. By definition, you are in menopause. So if you haven't had a period for like three, four months, you might be in the perimenopausal stage. You really need that 12 month span to be officially diagnosed as being in menopause. Okay. So the average age when we expect to be in menopause is around 51 years old. Mm -hmm. So some people do experience menopause younger than that. But we expect that at 51 is when you enter menopause, where, okay, from 12 months, be it January to January, June to June, you haven't had a cycle. Perimenopause, on the other hand, is when you start seeing those changes where, okay, you're 47, 48, and your period starts to to definitely start skipping, where, oh, I haven't had a period in four months. Oh, here it is. 
And then you might start having symptoms like hot flashes, vaginal dryness. Uh, these are all things that could also appear in the perimenopausal and menopausal stage. So perimenopause is like the interval right before you enter menopause. But menopause is when, okay, a full year, no periods at all. And age 51 is what, when we expect to see it. Is there something wrong if it's happening before that, like 38? <laughs> Yes. So anyone less than 40, if you enter menopause in like your 30s, your 20s, it used to be called premature menopause. Now we use a term called primary ovarian insufficiency just because sometimes ovarian function could just spontaneously come back. But yeah, at 30, in your 30s, that's that's very early and it warrants a workup, right? Because then it's like, okay, why are you entering menopause decades earlier than when we expect? This is where, okay, doing a workup comes into play, checking your hormones, checking your genetics. Is there something that predisposes you to, to enter menopause so early? But yes, that is definitely abnormal. Yeah. And so what would someone do if they, if they enter it so early? Definitely see your doctor, OBGYN or fertility doctor, so they can do a full workup. That workup may include blood tests an ultrasound, even checking your bone health just to see, okay, is this affecting your bones? For example, Wendy, you're 38. You haven't had a cycle in 13 months, 14 months. You're 25, very abnormal. And you should definitely see a doctor. If you haven't had a cycle in like six months, honestly, and that was not normal for you, because some people just don't have cycles, definitely see a doctor to get work done. Okay. And would they um, prescribe like hormone treatment or something like that? Or That is correct because yeah. um, your body needs those hormones, right? Naturally, what we call physiologically, you're not supposed to enter menopause till 51, right? So your body needs the estrogen. So if that is unfortunate diagnosis, you need to be put on hormone replacement therapy to give your body those hormones to protect your bones, protect your heart, and even sometimes your mental health. Yeah. Mm, yes. Speaking of mental health, I want to talk about PMS <laughs> because someone asked about having PMS for three weeks out of the month. And I was like, oh, my God, I feel so seen because <laughs> I feel like I'm just having PMS all the time. What is normal, like in terms of the duration of PMS? Yeah, so three weeks out of a month, that's not normal. I can tell you yeah. that right off the yeah. bat because that's that is prolonged PMS. PMS is supposed to last a few days, but three weeks out of a month, you're having those symptoms. That's not normal. This is where we start thinking outside the box of, okay, maybe this is not PMS. Maybe we need to think of other things. Could this be endometriosis? Could this be something else going on in your reproductive system or even your GI system, like your gut, your stomach, right? Because we have to think those organs are in close proximity, right? Mm -hmm. So if someone is experiencing symptoms for three weeks, you're talking about three weeks out of the month, that warrants like a full investigation and not just even gynecologic, but also thinking, okay, could it be assist something wrong with the GI tract, something wrong with urinary tracts, just because all of these organs are close by and it's worth looking at those organs to see, okay, what could the problem be? Yeah, that's really helpful. Okay, so thank you so much for all of this amazing information. We wish you could be our doctor, but we know you're based in Atlanta. So <laughs> can you let everybody know where they can find you, your work, resources? 
Sure. Again, Jess and Wendy, thank you so much for having me. It's really been a, a pleasure. I love talking about this. It's what I do, I eat, breathe, and sleep fertility. <laughs> I could talk about this forever and ever. But I am based in the metro Atlanta area. My name is Dr. Obehi Asamoda. I know it's not very easy to say, but once you see it, you'll get it. Uh, the name of my clinic is Hope Fertility based in Alpharetta. I do see patients virtually, so I can see you virtually. And um, I am also on Instagram, Dr. Obehi Asimoda. Soon starting a blog, very excited about that. But I would love to connect with people and talk fertility some more. Perfect. Love it. And do you, ah, see, so do you see people virtually in California? I do. Or just oh, cool. Okay. All over. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Food Heaven podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to connect with us online. We're most active on the gram at Food Heaven, but we're also on Facebook and Twitter at Food Heaven Show. If you like this podcast, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share with a friend. Yep, our podcast is released every Wednesday and each week we take a deep dive into topics like health at every size, food and culture, intuitive eating, mental health, and body acceptance. If you're looking for a sustainable and inclusive path to wellness, come hang out with us to learn how to take care of yourself from the inside out. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.